Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 50 of Be With Me. Title of today, most ridiculous title in history is Behold the Rhinoceros of God. Behold the Rhinoceros of God. So I'm referring to God by the name of an animal. Now this is ridiculous, and the reason it's ridiculous is I think the Bible is silent on rhinoceroses, if I'm not mistaken. But the Bible is not silent on referring to God as a lamb. In fact, it's all the way through from practically the first page to the last page about a lamb. So calling Jesus a lamb makes absolutely no sense absent the history past and the history future as described in the Bible. So this is from John chapter 1, verse 29. John has just gotten done explaining his jobs about baptizing with water. In verse 29, it says, The next day he saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold, the Lamb of God, comma, who takes away the sin of the world. Why doesn't he say, Behold, the rhinoceros of God? We'll talk about that. It is because of the familiarity, and that is the Lamb of God is made familiar by God's activity, God's word, God's command, and also Israel's participation in obedience to it. So why a lamb? Why not a rhinoceros? Why does God describe, or John, describe Jesus as a lamb? Why doesn't he describe him as a rhinoceros? Well, because it always has been a lamb through the Old Testament, and it's always going to be a lamb all the way through the New Testament, literally to the last page of the Bible. So when John says this, we find ourselves smack dab in the middle of the lamb story. We're just at the end of the Old Testament. This is page one, actually page two of the New Testament for for, uh, the Gospel of John. Um, So we're just beginning the New Testament, and it's going to keep on going through the New Testament. So this all started. So let's go back, just take a chill pill. We're going to go back to Genesis chapter 22, when Abraham was just about ready to sacrifice Isaac. And Abraham says prophetically, behold, God will provide for himself a lamb for for a burnt offering, my son. And they both went together. And that's actually what happened was there was a uh, a male ram caught in the thicket, and that's what they sacrificed rather than Isaac. Then in next book of the Bible, Exodus chapter 12, the Lord says to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, tell all the congregation of Israel that on the 10th day of this month, every man shall take a lamb according to their father's houses. Your lamb should be without blemish, a male, a year old, and you shall keep it until the 14th day of the month. In other words, you bring it into your house for a little while, get to know it. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill their lambs at twilight. So the whole nation of Israel killed their lambs at the same moment in time. So this is the participation in obedience. So thousands of lambs would be slaughtered at uh, twilight. And this is the substitutionary sin. It's remembering the favor of God. It's, it's participating in the presence of God, the activity of God, and the choice of God for Israel. Then there's the great prophecy in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 7. 
he was oppressed, he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, like a sheep that is before its sheer silence, silent, so he opened not his mouth. And then later in the New Testament, uh, 1 Peter 1.17, knowing that you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. Now, the interesting thing about all these references to the lamb is they are with a small L spelled in English. But all the ones that follow here, the lamb is actually capitalized and lamb becomes a name for God, a specific reference for God. So in it's all over in the book of Revelation. It's fun to read. Uh, Revelations 5, 6, And between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders I saw a lamb, capital L, standing as though it had been slain. So a standing lamb. Uh, and he went and took the stroll from the right hand, scroll from the right hand of him who was seated on the throne. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, saying, Worthy are you to take the scroll and open the seals. And later on, worthy is the lamb who was slain. And later on, to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor. And the four living creatures fell down. And then uh, Jesus gets a song. That's in Revelations chapter 15. I'm not going to read the song, but it's called the Song of the Lamb. Then in Revelations chapter 21, the Lamb is a light. The, the, the city has no need of sun or moon to shine. This is what heaven's going to be like. For the glory of God gives its light, and its lamp is the Lamb, capital L. And uh, verse 27 of Revelation 21, but nothing unclean will ever enter it nor anyone who does what is detestable or false, but only those who are written in the Lamb's book of life. So the Lamb has life and he has a book. And then Revelation 22, he has um, a, a river. He gets a river. The angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Oh, and then he gets a bride, so the marriage of the lamb, he gets to marry the church. And the angel says to me, write this, blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the lamb. So here it is, the lamb has a light, he has a life, he has unique power, he gets lyrics, he has a wedding, he has a party, he has a marriage. He has uh, is, a, is a representative and a reminder of the Passovering of God's wrath. And God's got this whole thing started by providing a lamb, even as far back as Abraham. And the lamb is the is the symbol of what God is doing and his his activity with the people of Israel and later with the rest of us. So this lamb has a history and eventually earns this capital letter as a name of God. And so when John says, Behold, the Lamb of God, it is a big deal. So stick around. He's actually going to double down on it tomorrow and refer to him again when he introduces the disciples to the Lamb of God. I'm glad we don't have a rhinoceros of God because that would make no sense. We have a Lamb of God because it makes a ton of sense historically, Old Testament and future New Testament. Thanks for listening.